Okay, so it's Monday. It is 5.42 p.m. and I apologize for the delay in getting this out. In the future, I'm hopeful to have these episodes out every Monday, but um, I got completely distracted and also had way too much going on and completely ran out of time. So I didn't get it out by Monday, but here I am now and it kind of is a perfect place to start because um well hold on let me back up for a second i do want to remind everyone that while i do love your children please do not let them listen to this podcast with you because i curse and i can't help it and i can't filter myself especially after having been in school all day you know like you deal with a lot of stuff you have to censor yourself all day and be really professional and like sometimes you just want to say fuck so please Keep your children out of the room or use AirPods or something. I love them and I don't want to subject them to my emotions, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, so um, I guess I'll start with like, how did I start my career search? And like, essentially, I was pushed there um, just because the conditions of my classroom became so uh, unbearable, like in an emotional sense and in a physical sense, um, like way too demanding for for me. When I envisioned becoming a teacher, um, what I envisioned was not, you know, like what if someone enters your school with a gun, but also like my kids in my room are so physically aggressive towards me that it has started um, really impacting my mental health. Like, how do you feel good about yourself when when you are kind of just receiving the negative aspects of the job all day? Which unfortunately in my specific classroom, like un unfortunately it has been very difficult after COVID, it has been a lot more negative than positive, I feel like. Um, and yeah, that that just kind of, opened my eyes to the fact that it's time for a new career. And with the motivation of my friend Gerda, who I work with in my other job online, um, she inspired me to create this podcast, which is going to hold me accountable in my career search because I will find a new career and I will be happy and I will enjoy my new life as you all should as well. So I hired a career counselor. Um, and she ghosted me, you know, like <laughs> we had one face-to-face -face meeting online and had emailed back and forth a little bit. And then I emailed her and she was just gone. There was no response. Luckily I hadn't paid her yet and she had not reached out to me for any payment information. So like that was kind of a sign that, eh, you know, next, whatever. So moved on to another company that had great rating with Better Business Bureau and great ratings on Google. Um, I was placed with someone within their company and like not entirely ghosted, but like I would make meetings and they would just be canceled suddenly like 30 minutes before the meeting. And I had five scheduled meetings and only three of them, or no, sorry, only two of them happened. Three of them were canceled very close to my meeting time. And because, I'm a teacher and I have students in my room. 
I let them know that I need time to be able to make these meetings. I need, I want to be able to fit them in my schedule. It's a pri priority for me, but I can't do it if you're randomly rescheduling at times that I'm teaching. So that started feeling like I was never going to get anywhere. So we switched career counselors again. And now I have a great one. It's like really, really bad online dating. Like, why is it so hard? Like, I'm paying you. Take my money and help me. It's not a, like a little amount of money. Take the money and help me. Like, I'm paying you. Really bad online dating, I guess. But um, that's not a typical experience. Don't be freaked out by it. Like, not a typical experience. I'm sure yours will be much easier. <clears throat> and so... Yes, then following getting a new career counselor, um, I started taking the steps that they recommended. And those steps included things like revamping my resume, revamping my LinkedIn, um, and basically writing a cover letter. And then finally, what my last meeting just a couple days ago, what, he, what my career counselors having me do is basically like I listed a bunch of my accomplishments and sent them to him and then he created like a tiny little blurb and then I go onto LinkedIn and I find all the CEOs or um, like HR people um, talent professionals in, in any given company and I email all of them or like instructional senior instructional design um, people, I'll email all of them and just basically reach out, tell them my basics about my experience and then say like, can we chat? And it has my phone number on the bottom. So that's the step that I'm at right now. And I've emailed like 15 people. I haven't heard back from anybody yet, but in saying that, I also haven't looked at my LinkedIn yet today. Um, so that's where I'm sitting with where I'm at in my getting out of the career. What I'm doing to take care of myself in the meantime is a little bit of a different story because I feel like I have been hanging on for years, really, um, through the, you know, like, I'm sure you've experienced it too, if you're a teacher or or in any line of work where you're evaluated, where um, if you express a concern regarding, you know, something that that isn't really like a a product of your teaching necessarily, but is a concern like about a student's well-being, um, what started happening is is I as I would bring those up, I noticed that the district's response is to coach the teacher more. So like. Um, in my current experience, what has happened was like I raised a concern about a student in my room. And in response, um, I was basically taken to another school with a classroom that was nothing like mine and kind of shown the classroom and said, like, this is how it should be. And like my response was, yes, of course, that's how it should be. If I had the resources to make this happen, of course, it would be this way. And also, if I weren't dealing with the severe issues that are existing right now for, for one of the students in my room, we would be safe enough to have those materials in my room. But what, what no one's hearing are the 
safety barriers um, to like achieving these things that they want me to achieve. I can't make something out of nothing and I'm not magic. So it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just time to go. Um, I was really ready to start the school year too. I was, I was like, okay, let's do this, you know, ready to see the kids again. I have my kids for three years when I have them. Um, they're grades three through five. So I have them for three years in a row. And so I knew who I was going to see. I knew I was going to have a few new ones. Um, and it just, you know, like immediately when the bell rang, my students entered the room and um, it was mayhem, mayhem, like throwing things, just screaming nonstop. Um, my students are also, um, they don't speak, they're nonverbal and they have trouble communicating what they need, what they want, what's bothering them, their emotions. Um, and understanding that this, this is not their fault, not their fault at all. I love those kids. It's um, the the issue that I'm having, I guess, would be that me being the adult in the room that's forcing them to stay in an environment that is triggering to them makes me feel like not the greatest person. Um, and to be quite honest, the situation, I, I, I will say that I work in a, in a Title I hard to staff, hard to serve school and um, program. And I've been sent to urgent care this year for an injury to the face. Um, and there's been a lot of injuries that I haven't been sent to urgent care for. And it really, um, it made me realize that my heart, it, it should be somewhere else and I should be helping in some other way in some other place because I'm not able to help in the way that I really need to be able to help those kids in the place that I'm at right now. And I hope that I said that in a way that's easy to understand. Sometimes I feel like I just talk and I ramble and I make no fucking sense at all. Um, and in this case, it's literally just me here alone staring at a screen and talking. So I, I seriously just have no idea what I'm talking about. And to be honest, I'm not going to listen to this again after I publish it because I hate the sound of my own voice. So there's that. But um, I do know that I need to make a change because I know I could be happier. I know I want to be happier and I want the people around me to not be dragged down by my negativity and if it's been affected by my day. Um, for example, today, I, one of my students wouldn't come out. He, he came into the classroom this morning, walked right in, started screaming, put himself in our classroom closet at 9 a.m. and would not come out, like wouldn't come out. It was a struggle to even keep the door open and, and I need to keep the door open so we can see the student, make sure they're okay, but wouldn't come out. And it's, that just makes me sad to force kids to stay in a place that they don't feel comfortable if it's not it's too loud it's too cold it's too everything for students with sensory needs and i can't i can't um 
can't figure out a way to make it okay for them. And that bothers me a lot. I'm really lucky to have um, great friends where I work, which is one of the hardest things about leaving this profession is that, or not this profession, but this job. One thing that's really hard about leaving this job is that I deeply and truly love and care about the people that I work with. Um, they are beautiful, genuinely kind people. Um, and I don't think I could have ever asked for a better work family. And I also don't think I'll ever find a better work family. But I also know that they aren't just my work family, they're my real family and they're my real friends. And I know that I won't lose them when I leave, but it, it is going to be really one of the most devastating things um, will be the loss of my, you know, quote unquote, family. I spend every day with them um, through hard stuff, easy stuff, funny stuff, embarrassing stuff, tragic stuff, you know, all the things we go through together. And it does kind of feel like a breakup in some aspect to walk away. But um, ultimately, I have to love myself more. And I've made the choice not to before. And I know that it's, it's a very um, volatile place to be. So I need to listen to myself. I need to take note and make an exit, which is what I'm doing. Tomorrow morning at 8.25 a.m. is a meeting with my doctor. Well, not my doctor, but a doctor to talk about FMLA. So I had a virtual video call with my doctor on the 13th, and she said that I just need to make an appointment to come in for her to fill out my paperwork because things sounded terrible. And um, I tried to make an appointment today and she's out of town until the third and you have to get your paperwork in by the first or else you can't do it for the whole school year. And um, I would really like to take FMLA to get my mind sorted out and my life and make sure that I'm on a good path here. So I called my doctor and I was like, oh my God, like we need to figure something out because my doctor's out of town and I'm really trying to take FMLA and this is my last chance and blah, 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 help me. And so they got me in for tomorrow morning. We'll see if they approve it or not. I don't know because it's not my doctor, but I will surely let you know the next time I hop on here. But for now, it is off to job number two. Have a good night or day or whenever you're listening to this.